1: DipsyStories.com slash Just Break Up.
0: Welcome to Just Break Up, the podcast about love, heartbreak, and all the relationship advice you don't want to hear. My name is Sierra DeMolder.
1: And I'm Sam Blackwell. This week we're going to tackle topics like losing your virginity, why men great till they got to be great. Ooh, mm, <laughs> Why comparison is an act of violence against yourself and what to do when your happiness turns to ashes in your mouth.
0: Ooh, Game of Thrones quote, That's starting right. us out on the right foot.
1: <laughs> but before we begin, we want to give you a Surgeon General's warning, which is that we don't know anything. Nothing. We are clueless.
0: We are, cl- oh my God, what a good movie.
1: <laughs> We're like two Cher Horowitzes sitting here.
0: As if.
1: <laughs> We're just two virgins who can't drive. Oh
0: my God. <laughs> That's so real. Uh, Like, I feel attacked, but also like a sense of community. Oh, yeah,
1: for sure. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Um, Yeah. So this is all to say we don't know what we're talking about. Please take our advice as you see fit in your life. We're just here to offer our humble musings to hopefully shed some understanding and maybe some laughs on the incredibly rewarding and mostly confusing experience that is love. Great. Welcome to episode eight, Sam.
1: Is it episode eight? It's
0: episode freaking eight.
1: Am I wrong? I think it's It's seven. Definitely
0: episode seven. (laughs) It's definitely episode seven, so...
1: Our producer is giving us cues that it's definitely seven. <laughs>
0: All right. Well, you know, this is me just... Fe- look it. I'm trying to live in the future, y'all. I'm trying to mm, dream big. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'm just... Yeah. Okay. Welcome to lucky number seven.
1: <laughs> yes. Very lucky.
0: Joke. That was just a joke. <laughs> no, just trying to keep you on your toes. <laughs> Great. Are yeah. You- anyway, so the <laughs> the listeners at home uh, now know that you're engaged, and That's we had right. your bachelor party this weekend. Oh
1: my god, it was so much fun. It was so much
0: fun. I'm just going to share one highlight, and that is scream singing "Defying Gravity" from <laughs> Wicked on a pontoon while the boat goes 30 miles per hour with you. <laughs>
1: It was great because we couldn't actually like hear the music that well. Right, right. So we, so were we just had like, to interpret
0: it ourselves yeah, with our lung capacity. <laughs> it was really beautiful.
1: Yeah, no, it was great. We had had quite a few white claws at that yeah, point. Yeah, so yeah, 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 Just to give people the context yeah, of, totally. of why we were doing that.
0: Maybe I'll post some pictures from the weekend, PG pictures.
1: Um, you should. Also, one of the greatest parts of that, that weekend was when we just played the Mamma Mia soundtrack and then <laughs> acted it out as a group.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was the gayest bachelor party of my life. <laughs>
1: It was fantastic.
0: Anyway, so we have a check-in question this week.
1: We do. Um, And this is another question from a listener that we thought was so good that we wanted to...
0: Just muse about it.
1: Muse about it a little bit. So this is from Crystal from New Zealand. What's
0: up, New Zealand? What?
1: Crystal asks, what are important things that you should know about someone before you commit to being in a relationship with them? Any certain questions that should be asked?
0: Such a great question. It is. Um, So before we answer this, these are not like... All first date questions.
1: <laughs> imagine uh, yeah, sitting down do with this. someone I and remember.
0: was like, hey, so are you Gemini 6 9 from Tinder. Do you want to have kids? <laughs>
1: <Right>. <laughs> don't do that.
0: Yeah. Anyway, it's a little um, intimidating. But these are questions maybe that you should ask, like um, crystal writes, before you c- commit to a relationship, or maybe even bigger steps in your relationship, yeah, sure. like moving in or getting married or whatever. Yeah. Um, and Sam and I thought of a couple. Uh, first of all, like, what's your general lifestyle like? You you know, sometimes I've been madly in love with someone, but like their their lifestyle didn't match mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. lifestyle. Um, that I wanted yeah. and maybe like my love was actually, um, a little bit more of an obsession or an adoration mm-hmm. and not true love. Like it was, it was faking me out Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I forgave or didn't look at the parts of their lifestyle that I didn't agree with, or maybe didn't align with me hmm. because of my obsession or adoration with them. Does mm. that make sense? So like lifestyle, yeah. are they, um, do they, are they living a life you want to live with them?
1: Mm. So it's just like, they're like a runner and you like could never date a runner. (laughs) No.
0: Although. (laughs) I just
1: feel like you're being very vague with like what lifestyle means. Well, I
0: mean, I guess it's it's more like, um, it could be that, although like opposites totally attract and like you don't have to be exactly the same as your partner. I actually highly suggest that you don't date yourself, essentially. Um, But I'm thinking like, you know, uh, uh, let's be clear. I'm a drinker. I enjoy a beverage, mm, okay. a white clur, um, <laughs> here and there. But uh, maybe you are um, a sober person trying to date, and the person you're trying to date um, drinks a little bit too much out of your comfort zone. Yeah, that's not like definitely a no go. But these are just questions to ask yourself. Does sure. my lifestyle? Do our lifestyles fit together in a way that is healthy for all of us and sustainable and whatever? That's good. Maybe another example is like um i don't know can you help me for lifestyle yeah
1: um
0: i don't know do they yeah continually vote to oppress human (laughs) human (laughs) civil liberties
1: okay (laughs) political podcast here we come
0: (laughs) (laughs) i don't know uh what are you gonna say
1: no i mean but also like do they want to like spend a lot of time in the country or like where's their preferred place of living because like
0: Oh, that's a great one.
1: If you if you're like I wanna I wanna live in a big city and the other person is like I could never move to New York, Los Angeles, whatever it looks like, like that would be something that you would want to consider right. if that is your dream and aspiration and the other person it's right. that's a no go for them. Yeah,
0: that's a that's a really good point.
1: There are also questions so like it's hard because like what does committed relationship mean at this point? <laughs> so like there are some questions that you for sure wanna talk to someone before you like pop the question or like get yeah. married, which is like do you want to have children? Like, right. what is, like, how much debt do you have? Like, right. what, what are your, what is your financial life like? Um, but those aren't necessarily something that you need to ask before you just commit to like an exclusive relationship with someone.
0: Right. So I joked about political views earlier, <laughs> but I think that's really important. Yeah. Um, I think it's, it's at least important to me. Absolutely. Um, to know where that person's, um, I don't like to, like, put blanket statements over people, so it's not like I would automatically not date a Republican. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But there would just have to be some conversations,
1: Mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, weren't you just watching a documentary about a couple that was... One was a Republican and one was a Democrat.
0: Yeah, I was watching it because I didn't understand. <laughs> I was trying to educate myself. Sam. Was it
1: in any way illuminating for you?
0: Um, it was. They were also more um they like lived in Washington and worked in government. Oh um, and they worked a lot on like, you know, bipartisanship um parties or like mm. or or initiatives. Yeah. Um so they're hopefully they are the future of our government, you know. Yeah. Um, and that they're trying to mend the the huge gaping wound that is that sits between our two parties. Yeah. But yeah, uh, are you a cat or dog person? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can ask them that. That's
1: important. I love telling people that they have to be either or. Because
0: so. <laughs> <laughs> you're rational.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, but if you you know have a dog, you should make sure that person yeah. likes dogs.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, like. Uh, it's funny because I know that all of these things can be overcome for the right person. You know, like oh, for sure. I could date somebody who really, really wanted to own snakes if I loved them.
1: Uh, I'm going to say no to that. <laughs> <laughs> if you married someone who owned snakes, I'm like, uh, would we? I, we would just have to hang out outside the house.
0: You're just, <laughs> you're just so judgmental and I love you for it. But uh, oh, also like think about your love languages. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm
1: yeah, I mean, it would be that's a great question to ask someone that you are sort of getting to know. yeah, to say like what what are the things that that convey love to you and how do you show it?
0: Yeah, totally. Um, and obviously, like a lot of this stuff is gonna come is or will come out organically, like mm-hmm. the more playful things we're saying. yeah, and we'll and you will see Crystal or whoever out there is wondering, like what makes you compatible and mm-hmm. what makes you not compatible? Um like Sam said, some of the bigger questions should be asked before a bigger step is taken in a relationship Mm -hmm. because you don't want to start a marriage or um, buy a house with somebody who five down five years down the line has a totally different view of what they want their life to look like than Mm -hmm. you and my dad always used to say this dumb sort of (laughs) sexist Mm. saying (laughs) don't get me wrong my dad is amazing and hyper liberal and um but he's like a man's man and he always said like women marry men hoping that they change and men marry women hoping that they wouldn't (laughs) or something like that. And like, by the time I was 14 and he said that to me like 30 times, I was like, maybe you should unpack that, dad. (laughs) Like, maybe this is why you're divorced. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but anyway
1: anyways here's coming for her dad in this episode
0: <laughs> i love my dad just so everybody knows she I does love she him. talks to him all the time yeah i talk to him almost every day um because he's still divorced <laughs>
1: <laughs> but also family great question to ask oh, about too yeah, 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 like, yeah what what is your family structure how close are you to them you know because yeah what if, is what's
0: important to you right you know um okay let me be a big nerd for a second and talk yeah. about your wedding um uh, in Sam's guest bedroom, there's like post-it notes up on the wall of a brainstorm session that him and his fiance did. And it's like a timeline leading up to the wedding. But then also below that, there's just post-it notes of like what they brainstormed they wanted their wedding to be like. And it's words like fun and genuine and um, like friends and family and Charming-ass bullshit that like makes me super emotional to look at because they just they like boil down what they truly wanted that day to be to them and I fucking cry every time I see it and um, I think about that like what do you what is important to you and your partner before you take the next step like see if you can boil it down to those post-it notes. Wow.
1: (laughs) Wow. I love how you make me sound like so the awesome. most romantic, like
0: yeah, perfect actually that's person. so true. Like I do think that Sam's relationship is really cute, but they're not particularly romantic. No, like, we're not. Like Sam doesn't like PDA. He, they uh-uh. don't like grand gestures. Like no, yeah. Um, their whole couples like engagement photo shoot, they were uncomfortable.
1: Well, okay, it's uncomfortable <laughs>
0: to lean your forehead against we're, like, your partner. like out in the middle of
1: a park. She's like stand with your like pelvises together and put your foreheads together and I'm like, we have never I'm done I'm going to post some
0: of these pictures the week you get married. Um, anyway, so Crystal and to anybody out there who's interested in um, what uh, questions to be asked before you take the next step to commit to being in a relationship hopefully that gives you some fodder yeah. for your little heart t- heart's desire. And here's um, the thing,
1: you can never be fully prepared to get into a relationship. Totally, like, There are always going to be things that, that come out of the woodwork that you didn't know.
0: freaking Absolutely. And so
1: Entering into a relationship is always a risk. You can't ask the right questions to get out of that risk. Um, But just figure out what's important to you and make sure that you're holding true to that.
0: Amen, amen, amen. All right, all right, all right.
1: (laughs) Thanks, Matthew McConaughey.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's who I was channeling at the lake house this weekend. Um, All right, y'all. So let's get into our first question. The first question is from Mia Anonymous, who is writing from Southern California, Mia writes: First of all, I love the podcast. Y'all are wonderful and I absolutely super appreciate all the advice you're giving out. Thank you, Mia. Thank you. I'm starting out my second year of college next month and I'm still a virgin. I know I shouldn't be embarrassed, but I still can't help but feel self-conscious about it. When I think about the lack of experience I have, it makes me panic and afraid to try anything with anyone, especially because I'm afraid it won't I won't be good. That fear pushes me further into the circle of embarrassment and I end up right where I started. In addition, I feel like, uh, Like, because I've waited this long, there's a sort of pressure to wait to be physically intimate with someone I know well and trust a lot. While I feel like this would make me more comfortable, I feel like the waiting for the exact right person is only adding to the anxiety surrounding sex. And I don't want to build up an experience in my mind just to have it end up being a major letdown. Hmm. How do I get over the fear of not performing well because of of lack of experience? How do I encourage myself to get over the fear of being physically intimate with someone? And how do I remind myself I shouldn't feel the need to catch up to people my age in terms of experience? Mm. Mia, what a wonderful question. Thank you so much for writing in. Um, So I'm going to change the name of the podcast to just have sex. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding.
1: (laughs) I was going to make that exact same joke. (laughs)
0: Uh yeah, so I wanna um we're gonna respond to this in a couple different parts. Mm-hmm. Obviously, take our advice as you see fit. Sam and I think you should just have sex. Yeah, and we don't mean that in like a whore you out kind of way. <laughs> <laughs> no, bad joke.
1: That's a weird thing to say. It's okay,
0: <laughs> all right. Well, I just mean like we're not trying to um, put you in any situation you don't want to be in. Yes. Um, but we are here to deconstruct the um, expectation and myth of virginity right. um, because uh, while I, and all experiences are valued here mm-hmm. um, and everybody's experience or connection to their own body is um, important and worthy, but also having sex doesn't have to be, be the big thing that we make it like culturally Mm -hmm. and socially. I'm not trying to devalue the people who weigh or choose to weigh or or, or devalue the value some people put on it. But at least for me and in the world that I live in and the advice that I'm giving you, Mm -hmm. it sounds like you've made the choice that you want to do this, um, that you feel like you're missing out on something. Mm -hmm. And now it's it's more the anxiety of having not done it than the the act itself.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think it's great, Mia, that you have made the decision that you want to have sex like and so we're we're going to talk about it under the assumption that you like you want to do this you don't want to wait anymore which is i mean what you're talking about so like people who are waiting should and want to wait like take this don't need to take this advice
0: right exactly
1: (laughs) but i do want to call out like the myth of virginity and how that myth just not only creates pressure on people that they feel like they need to have sex the first time with the right person Mm. and also define sex in a very prescriptive way. Mm. But also I feel like it just devalues women. Like the cult of virginity is, was intended to devalue women because women who are not virgins are worth less than women who are. Right. So like, it's not only creating all of this pressure on you, but it's also this like shitty, bullshit, misogynist society stuff that's also like layered on top of it. So I,
0: I'm just fist pumping <laughs> silently in the background of this.
1: Right, but I, I want to recognize that like it re- it's real, and it feels real, and like that's totally fine. But and, I also yeah. just want to like call out like it's still bullshit.
0: Can you talk a little bit about what you said about um? Let's. I want to deconstruct those two things that you just brought up. So you brought up the idea that like virginity is defined in a really
1: Small right. way,
0: so let's. I want you to talk about that, and then I will unpack like sexism in one episode.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, sex doesn't have to be penis enters vagina. Yeah, right. But that's you're seems... blowing my
0: mind, Blackwell. <laughs> you're blowing my mind. Well, and I'm
1: not saying this like in the straight community. Like it's also true in the the gay community right. too. Like I have had so many conversations with people being like, listen. You get to define sex however you want. It doesn't have to be a penis up your butt, right? Right, 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 But, like, that's how, that is how gay men, or at least the gay men that I associate with, like, define what sex is. I
0: remember when I first started sleeping with women having to, like, change my narrative because all of a sudden I I was like, wait, did we have sex? Was that, you know, like, that felt like sex to me. And then I'd be like, no, we just, like, finger banged in the parking (laughs) lot or whatever. (laughs) Oh, God.
1: <laughs> I won't make a, sing- a scissor in joke, even though I do every time you talk about having sex with the woman. Yes,
0: you do. And I've explained to Sam so many times. I know, that but it- I think
1: it's just so funny. I know. Okay.
0: That's fine. I consent. <laughs> anyway, um, so, um, yeah, just kind of like re- re- like having my reality of sex c- sort of right, shift. Um,
1: right.
0: So, yeah. So, that was the first thing I want yeah, to touch well, on.
1: And the concept of virginity, therefore, is like you are a virgin until a penis enters your vagina, which yeah. is like,
0: no. Yeah.
1: There's like there's no such thing, and also like your idea of sex may never involve a penis in your vagina, and that doesn't mean that you are a virgin. Come
0: on, Sam, let's go with that.
1: <laughs> Feel very passionate about this. No, I
0: love it. Like his eyes are turning different colors, guys. <laughs> like he's just going there. Um. Anyway, so that's I. I think that's really important, and that and that touches on like the myth of virginity, just the idea that like, um, it even matters and and again we really want to stress that if you value if that's something you value in your life then we love that and support that um but it mia it sounds like you're putting it on a pedestal Mm -hmm. you're putting a crown on it and you're saying i don't know how to treat this thing that i want to treat normally Mm. you know Mm -hmm. um so let's like chop that pedestal down and like and like have you go have some disappointing sex. Like that's what it's going to be Sometimes like. Sometimes
1: it's great. The first time is great for some people. Yeah, like
0: two of our <laughs> listeners. Um anyway, so that's kind of our feeling. That's our pep talk, right? Yeah. Of like maybe w- ways to like deconstruct um some of the anxiety that you're yep. feeling. And now let's talk about like ho- ways to ways to lose your virginity. Like yep. um things to put yourself out there. The I think the two routes that you kind of pose are like, do I do it with somebody that that I feel comfortable with? Mm -hmm. Do I do it with a friend in response to that? Yes, that sounds great. However, sex does change things. It totally changes things even if you say it's not going to change things. Yep. It takes a lot of communication, trust, and the right person who's able to reciprocate those two things back to you right. in order for sex as friends to stay, to, to maintain your friend your friendships after sex. Absolutely. So I'm not against that, Mia, but um, just keep that in mind. Yep. Um, or, I mean, if you have some, if you have a friend that, like, you think is fine. <laughs> like, is like a good... Is fine, a,
1: like hot or fine, like... Both.
0: Meh. Both. Absolutely okay. both. Like a foin yeah. and a, You're all right. <laughs> that sounds like a perfect candidate to me, honestly. <laughs> like, take them or leave them, but you yeah. also are attractive. For sure. That might be somebody safe, but you also have to feel comfortable enough to say, hey, I'm a virgin mm-hmm. and I want to lose my virginity. Yeah, for right, sure. You know, like... Maybe that's what we'll end on after we tell you how to date people um, or, like, to go lose your V-card. It's just, like, how to feel comfortable saying yeah. that truth and, and how it's nothing to be ashamed of, no for matter sure. what society tells you.
1: Yeah, I mean, when I had butt sex for the first time. Love
0: our—I love that you're saying that on our podcast. I just love our podcast so much.
1: Uh, it was with um, this guy that I was, like, sort of dating, but he was he was, like, nice, right? Like, he was— <laughs> I was like, I'm not going to end up with this person for the rest of my life. But he was like, just a nice person. Yeah. And so like, was upfront about it and was like, I kind of want to do this for the first time. Is that cool with you? Like, I trust you enough to be able to like do this. And he was like, yeah, let's do it. And it was fine. Yeah. (laughs) And then after that, I was like, okay, great. My V card is gone. Now I can like actually go have sex.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was a
1: firm subscriber to the virginity.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did somebody show up to your house with your V card certificate? Yeah. Oh, nice. You no, carry it in good. your wallet still? So. I do. <laughs> it's been no, punched. actually, it would be like they would take it away. Like they would, yeah. Somebody would show up to your house and be like, excuse me, sir, I'm here to collect your V-card. <laughs> and your mom's like, oh, God, it's somewhere with this Social Security card. I've lost it. <laughs> That's your mother's
1: voice. <laughs> looking I like at that me. my mom is entrusted with my V-card. Well, when
0: you're young, you know, like, you don't carry you it. You can I didn't carry get...
1: it around, right?
0: All right, well... <laughs> Sam looked at me with a face of disgust, that entire joke. It was amazing. Um okay, so Mia, you uh we're saying yes, you could lose it with somebody you sort of trust, but you just have to remember that sex is gonna change things. Also, you could um just date. Like yeah. you could date, like let let practice like unpacking some of this societal pressure and just mm-hmm. like go out on a couple of dates and see how it feels. Mm-hmm get a couple glasses of wine um have a good time and and see where the night takes you and and guess what if it takes you to his bed awesome but if he turns out to be like a mediocre person great he yep. he served his purpose in your life
1: for sure and like don't don't let the pressure or this like societal pressure to tell you that you need to have sex now force you into doing something that you don't want to do so like oh. if you want to like if you want to have sex in a relationship with someone that you really like and really trust and wait for it. Like, it will happen. Yes, it will. Don't, I mean, we're giving you advice on sort of how to do this in a way that that is a little bit less, um there's a little bit less pressure. But, like, yeah. if you want to wait for a relationship, go for it. Like, yeah. don't let people shame you for not having sex. Like, do what feels right to you and, and go forward with it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a great point to bring up because we are kind of assuming the purpose is just to rip up the card. Mm-hmm. Um, but we don't want, you know, if If you're looking for a relationship, that's okay, too. It will come. Um, If anything, you need to de-shame yourself right right recognize like you're still so worthy and so attractive Mm -hmm. and such a catch um for for reasons outside of our weird societal obsession with virgins you're funny and attractive and smart and you have so much to offer and somebody is going to uh love you one day somebody probably already does
1: probably yeah i think there's someone
0: you are so worthy of love and sex and dating as is right now regardless of how much sex you have or haven't had Mm -hmm. And the last thing I want to talk about before we move on, Mia, is the fear of performance. Mm. And you said, you you know, you're afraid of not being good enough or whatever. Mia, I have been around the block. <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 um, Literally and figuratively. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, I have had sex in my day. <laughs> and what I want you to know from the bottom of my slutty little heart... <laughs> Um, I don't think uh, about performance. I haven't thought about performance in years. Mm-mm. So um, that is actually just to say, like, that part of your relationship to sex goes away. Yep. Or at least for me, does it did for you too, right? Yep. Yeah. So, like, once you, again, once it's over, once once you cross that imaginary non-existent threshold, yep. you, you no longer think about yourself as, like, being able to perform well. Um, yeah. Because there's no fear. You just know that it's like this social physical interaction with. Some, it's an exchange. Yep. It's an exchange of energy, of body, of touch. And then it doesn't feel like I'm doing this wrong or I don't know how to do it. You, ju- you just sort yep. of figure it out as you go.
1: Right. Well, and again, assumes that there's like a right and wrong way to have sex, which there isn't. Like right. as long as you are enjoying yourself. And so is your partner or partners. Like, yeah, that's the thing that matters. And you, I will tell you that I have said had sex with very experienced people that was bad. So,
0: oh yeah, it's not like
1: experience automatically leads to that's good so sex, real. right? Mm-hmm. Like the best people to have sex with are the people who are responsive and yes. who like listen to you and like
0: have chemistry, right? Exactly. Yeah, right exactly. So it's, it's
1: not necessarily something that comes with experience. It comes with like knowing yourself, being in tune with your partner. And and just doing what feels good.
0: Right. So, Mia, however you end up pursuing this new um, chapter in your life, whether it be through a one night stand or a relationship or a dear friend or whatever you want. what This is this is on you in an empowered way, not to not to take away your power. Mm-hmm. However, you end up um, losing your virginity. Just remember that. It. This is just like any other new experience. Mm. This is just like the first day of college. This yep. is just like starting a new job. This is just like um, having a conversation with somebody you've never s- spoken to before, mm-hmm. but in a new language. Yep. And so, approach it with that sort of um, ideology. Just that you're you're doing something new. There's yep. there's no need for shame. There's no need for any self-deprecation for waiting. You're just here. Because this is how long it took you to get here, and that's okay.
1: Yep, absolutely. Um,
0: And we love you, and we want you to have, like, the best sex (laughs) of your life ever, whenever you feel like is a good time. Absolutely. We love you. We love you. Thanks, Mia.
1: Use the middle person. (laughs) Just get Rocket Money in there to help you do what you need to do.
0: Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. That's rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. Rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup.
1: Great. So our next letter is from Mary, who is writing from The Void. Mary writes: I'm really into this guy. We have known each other and been casual friends for years, hooked up a few times. He is currently living in another country. While he was home for vacation, we got into a friends with benefits type situation, but once he left, he began demonstrating that he legitimately liked me and hoped for something more. In all the time I've known him, never did I think to get my hopes up with him because I thought he'd never pay any attention to me. But he did, and we sort of got relationshipy despite the distance. I had a trip coming up and visited him, but once I returned, we texted every day for a month, and so he said that we probably shouldn't let it go any further since we don't live in the same place.
0: Hmm.
1: After we stopped talking, we've texted a few times and expressed our yearn to want to continue sleeping with each other. However, the last time I texted him an NSFW photo, he never replied.
0: That's a nude, y'all. <laughs> for people who don't work.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, He arrived in the country a few days ago, and I keep waiting for him to, I don't know, say anything that he's back for us to meet up. I really value him as a friend, although because of the situation in the past few months, I can't help but want him to express something more, since he was the one that showed romantic interest in me, which led me to allow myself to like him. I just want him to text. I'm not even mad that... About him not replying, it was just a little humiliating. But beyond that, this is supposed to be mutual. So even though I am not shy about texting first, in this situation, something tells me I should wait for him to approach me. What do you guys think?
0: Oh, Mary. I fucking hate this dude. Um, uh, We love you though, Mary.
1: I just feel like we're everyone's like big siblings on this. <laughs> we yeah, they, I think like tell us about the people that. in their lives and we're like, we hate them. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, totally. <laughs> um, Mary, all of your feelings, I, I want to just start right out the gate and say all of the feelings you're having right now are so freaking valid. Yep. Like, stop. First things first, stop. Second-guessing yourself, Mm -hmm. stop devaluing your feelings, your response to all of his actions is adequate and appropriate because all of his actions have been subpar. (laughs) If not hurtful, right? No, it's so true. If somebody sends you a naked picture, just acknowledge it. Number one. (laughs) Number two, don't be a shitbag person and don't ghost
1: people. Right? Don't. And what concerns me about this is that it's like, hey, let's be friends with benefits. And then when I leave the country, then we'll start getting into a relationship. And Mm -hmm. then like before I come back, that's when the relationship ends. Right. Like, what? No, that's just.
0: Yeah, that doesn't make sense to me.
1: No, that's just bullshit. That's a that's a tepid person who wants what he wants without like actually committing to anything.
0: Yeah. And because if he can commit to a physical friends with benefit relationship with you, he needs to be able to commit to being able to have an adult conversation with you.
1: Yes. Period. Like if absolutely. you can stick your
0: dick in something, you should be able to open your mouth and make sounds with it. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's like some fucking being
1: an adult Whoa. little one. Put that on a t-shirt. Yeah.
0: This is like our most R-rated show yet.
1: Yeah. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> um... And also casual relationships are really great as long as like both parties agree to them and there's like good communication and you're not just like stringing someone along. So, and it's also important that to protect yourself because it's clear that he's not setting up the right expectations for this, right? Yeah, and it's okay
0: to protect yourself.
1: Oh, absolutely. Like you
0: say, I allowed myself to have feelings, um, which we could unpack in like a whole other episode. Like you're allowed to have feelings. You're allowed to like people. You Mm -hmm. don't, you're not, I just got angry. Um, (laughs) You aren't responsible for people not hurting you. Those people are responsible for not hurting you. Right. Does that make sense? Like, yep. uh anyway, but so, Mary, it's OK to keep yourself um safe. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. And to maybe not respond to his tech messages
1: or whatever. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, normally we're like a shoot your shot type of people like go for it. But he is. But like the shot. Is it even worth
0: it? Yeah, I know. He sounds like a like shoot for what? Yeah. This
1: like tepid asshole who yeah. like doesn't want to be around you. <laughs> yeah.
0: And you obviously like something in you is telling your you not to trust him. So yeah. like mm-hmm. listen to that voice. That Absolutely. voice is of an comes from an awesome empowered woman. Right. And that woman's trying to um, help you out and live a live a better life for sure we so often don't listen to our own
1: voices absolutely and also like even though you are making the conscious decision to to not reach out to him doesn't mean that it doesn't hurt right like it's totally legit to feel really hurt by this even though you are making the right decision right and it's it's okay like embrace that hurt feel it and and don't blame yourself for for wanting to reach out to him even though you know it's not a good idea
0: yeah so sam and i are saying um we're we're saying maybe just don't reach out to him reach out to him. We don't know the history though, because you guys said you've been friends for years, hooked up a couple of times. Like it sounds like maybe this actually Sam, this this relationship will need a will need a friend breakup or a mm-hmm. or a friends with benefit breakup. Meaning yeah. like maybe Mary, you have to reach out to him, send him like a professional-esque text just mm-hmm. saying, Hey man, um I haven't heard from you in a couple of weeks. I know you're back in town. I understand that you may be busy, but I feel disrespected that you haven't responded to me the past couple of weeks. I value our friendship, but I feel as though the boundaries um, we have crossed have become unhealthy and unsustainable. Mm-hmm. I respect you, but I'm going to put some space between us. Yep. Or something like that.
1: Yeah, I think that's, that's also and then, a good idea. And,
0: and here's the kicker, Mary. You cannot expect a response.
1: That's right. And also you got to stand your ground, too. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, So like he might like, reach back and be like, oh, hey oh babe, come on. Why well, you gotta
1: be like this? <laughs> <laughs> then he still say no.
0: Yeah, because he obviously um you know
1: He's a toolbox, basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. there's
0: a couple <laughs> wrenches in him. Um anyway, Mary, we love you. We support you being happy, and I and we don't think you're we're gonna you're gonna find it with this man. No. Um Unless, unless he does a complete one hundred and eighty that sustains for a month, um, while he's in the same country as you, and he, um, and he is a really amazing friend to you mm-hmm. without getting anything else from you. I, yeah, I just don't think that this is something. Yeah. Worth pursuing again.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, it seems like it either needs to be cut off or it needs to start over from scratch, yes. right? Like you're oh, never going to go back. Oh, what a great piece of advice. To the point. Where you're ready to be friends again, because there's a lot of baggage piled onto this right Already, now. Already,
0: and you're not even in a full relationship, you right, know, or exactly. a committed monogamous one.
1: And so, yeah, I think you're doing the right thing by protecting yourself. Yeah. You could also break it off and do the, the diplomatic text message that yeah. Sierra talked about. Yeah. Um, but it is going to take—there does need to be a clean break before, I think, things can yeah. come back together.
0: I think the, the last thing I want to touch on is— um, Kind of connects our two letters that like uh, just the idea of sleeping with your friends.
1: Oh, yeah. um, mm-hmm. And I
0: feel like so often women that I know um, say the line, I really value him as a friend. He's treating me poorly, but I want to maintain this friendship because we're great friends.
1: Oh, and yes. because
0: you're sleeping together, there seems to be like if my non-sexual friend, if my friend that I wasn't fucking treated me poorly, I would feel like I had a lot more of a right to tell them that they're hurting me than somebody that I'm sleeping with. Why is that?
1: I don't know, but it's true. Right. And it's, it's not just a, no, no, totally. Like it's, I have also been in that same situation.
0: Yeah, totally. Um,
1: It just makes everything complicated in a way that.
0: Yeah. So Mary, I bring that up just to say like, um, just remember to hold him to the standard to which you would hold him, whether or not you guys were sleeping together. Mm -hmm. Like, Like, you deserve to be treated well as a friend, as a lover, as a woman, as a person. Yep. Period. And Sam and I love you, and we uh, hope—we're sorry that this is painful, and we we hope that you can come to a really healthy resolution for yourself.
1: Absolutely. We love you. We love you.
0: All right. Up next, we have a letter from Emma, who is writing to us from Thailand. Emma is 41. She writes, We dated for one month. We met through a mutual friend and had an instant deep connection. He said he loved me very quickly, wanted to meet, wanted me to meet his family, and then he had to leave the country and didn't know when he would return. The last few days, his messages were sporadic and distant. The classic tale of boy meets girl, boy hesitates, excuse me, girl hesitates, boy falls hard, uh, boy reciprocates, boy loses interest, girl is baffled and heartbroken. What did I do wrong? Will I ever meet anyone again? Am I too old? I am contem- I'm competing with hot plastic girls almost half my age. I just want this feeling to fade. I want to be able to sleep without him. The end. Mm-hmm. Oh, Emma. I can feel your pain in your words mm-hmm. that you write here. Your exasperation and your exhaustion. And Sam and I just want you to know we know how hard it is to carry heartbreak around in your body. And how heartbreak is so Often, a physical pain absolutely um that it wears on your shoulders and your heart and your chest and your legs, yep, and um we're really sorry that you're carrying this pain around, and we're sorry that this person um that this person painted a picture of the future mm-hmm. that included you two together, and that future didn't turn out, yep, that's a really painful thing to come away from
1: for sure. Yeah, it feels like you were sold a false bill of goods. Mm. And there's I think that there's just from what I'm getting that there's some blame in there too. Like yeah. you like you did something wrong to drive him away or you um believed him when you shouldn't have. Right. Um, but it's not your fault.
0: Yeah. it's and really we, not. We believe what is presented to us. Oh, you absolutely. know? Absolutely. Like who is at fault for falling in love? Mm. Like who who can you blame when that happens? Yep. Nobody. And you can't blame anyone when you fall out either. Yep. It's just something that happens. We definitely want to touch on your question about you being too old to date and how you're comparing yourself to hot plastic girls almost half your age. Mm. Emma, there is no age of love. Mm. There's no age for compatibility or connection or intimacy. There is no age limit for beauty Mm -hmm. and no matter how much garbage that the society or culture shoves down our throat about what, how women should look as they age or how people should look. um, There is no future in treating yourself like that. Emma, Mm -hmm. there's no future in speaking to yourself like that. And before you can open your heart to somebody else, I need you to know that you are beautiful right now as is without anyone else beside you to reflect their beauty upon you Mm. or upon you. Um, You are a hundred percent worthy of love and affection and attention. And your body has taken you through this whole world. This body has taken you from day one to day to year 41, right? Like this, your body Is this vessel that you have been blessed with. Mm -hmm. And um, that body is really, really, really worth um, loving and receiving love.
1: Oh, man. Woo. (laughs) Sorry, Sam. (laughs) That was great. I was like, I'm just going to let Sierra keep going with the affirmations because she is crushing it.
0: (laughs) Also, Emma, like some people just aren't meant for us. Right. And um, comparison is an act of violence against yourself. I Mm -hmm. think eleanor roosevelt says that um sure i will find out though (laughs) um but uh just that idea that like if you want to compare yourself to other people imagine that act of comparison as an act of violence that you are hurting yourself actively Mm -hmm. that that no good comes from that and that is not as i like would say like fertile ground for self-love like you can't Mm -hmm. You can't plant seeds there for growth or relationships or intimacy or love if, right. if the soil is is not nurturing or barren or mm-hmm. or or filled with self-harm. Like mm-hmm. you deserve this love from yep. yourself. Like screw this other person. <laughs> you deserve to love yourself. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's like RuPaul says. Right. If you can't love yourself, how the hell are you gonna love somebody else?
0: How the hell, right?
1: Can I get an Amen? Amen.
0: Thank you. Amen.
1: <laughs> um but it's true. I mean, everything that Sierra says is saying right now, like, is a hundred percent right. Right. Like, I'm just sitting here letting you take this on because, like, you're saying all of the right things, and I just, um, I'm feeling them.
0: Yeah, totally. <laughs> and well, I hope
1: that Emma is too.
0: Yeah, I, I think it's just so human to feel, um, not good enough, mm-hmm. and to feel ugly. Yep. And to feel inadequate. Yep. But again, like. The more we actively do that head and heart work to realize that each of us individually are unique and beautiful and worthy of love, Mm -hmm. with all of our differences, then the world will be a lot less of a hostile place, and that hostility will will disappear most within ourselves. Right. Right.
1: And we're. I mean, we are getting it from all directions all the time that we are not worthy, that we are not doing things the right way, that that we are not as good as other people right we're getting it through social media we are getting mm-hmm. it through like goop that's mm-hmm. like if you're not shoving jade va- eggs up your vagina you're like not doing it right mm-hmm. so like it's very normal that to is have- a
0: Gwyneth Paltrow <laughs> thing that I bet 20% of our listeners will get
1: <laughs> Are people not as enmeshed in Gwyneth Paltrow as I am
0: nope not at all okay. Just needed to clarify that. Some okay, of, it, like, so, 90% uh, of your references are so spot on, but that one I was like, oh God, they're not good. Okay, get I'm that.
1: sorry. So, Gwyneth Pelcher has a lifestyle blog called Goop, and it's awful unless you really like it, and then it's great. <laughs> Stick to your convictions. <laughs> but it's all about how, like, we are not, like, the only way to be happy, healthy, and whole is to, like, meditate 18 times every day, to buy, like, $1,000 of, um like high priced stuff to only eat the right foods to and it's just it's unfortunate and it's sad to me that we are constantly telling ourselves that like the only way to be happy healthy and whole is to look beautiful right. all the time right or only eat the right food all the time or um be attractive to other people all the time. And like that's not what being happy, healthy, and whole is, right? Yeah, that's
0: not that's not our purpose on earth.
1: Right, exactly. And your your purpose comes from within, it comes from you. So, right. so comparing yourself to others is just sort of distracting you from that purpose that you have.
0: Right. And I also want to say too, like speaking to the digital age where we can see and document everything and everyone. Right. Um, the internet lies. Like if anybody follows me on Instagram, like my life is not the way it looks there. That's a small t- sliver of a cure, a curated sliver of my life.
1: Oh, for sure. I live with her. So I can tell you that, <laughs> that she doesn't look like that all the time. No, no,
0: no, not at all. <laughs> you petty little bitch. Um, but so just like, you know, that. That just remember, like we every single person you see, Emma. Those hot quote hot plastic girls you see are just as multifaceted and complicated and messy as you are. Mm. That all of us contain so many multiples. We contain multiple whole identities within us, mm. and we only present one to maybe three of those selves to other people. That's right. Um, so, Emma, we just we want you to know that you are loved, that you are worthy of love, and. We are sorry that your, your most recent love didn't work out, um, but we know in our hearts, in our body, that you deserve more love in the future. Absolutely. We love you, Emma.
1: Great. Our last question comes from Anonymous Anonymous, and they are writing from somewhere east. Uh, And they write, I have been with my husband for four and a half years, and we have been married for almost two. Like all relationships in the beginning, everything was great and completely blissed out. We moved in together after nine months, and he popped the question a couple of months later. After a few years of waking up to the same person every day, you feel like you genuinely know them. You know their favorite snacks, their favorite shirt, how long they brush their teeth, and exactly how many times they hit the snooze button in the morning. You think you know someone so well until a bomb drops. A few weeks ago, I received a text from a number I didn't know stating that they were my husband's ex and that they had been talking back and forth for a while. He had sent her explicit photos right before our wedding and tried to meet up with her. Mm. I chalked it up as a mistake and in the past and let it go, but she kept going She made me aware of issues he had with porn and with sexual activities that I would never be okay with. While I don't hate on anyone's preferences, I am pretty vanilla and always have been. Stating that he used to have tons of it on his computer at a compulsive level. Again, I don't think a lot of it because men and porn are usually a mutually exclusive thing. I hate it, but it happens. One day, a text came up on his phone and I was looking up parts for him to order online and it was from her. She was sending links to him of her favorite pornos, etc., I then did what everyone says not to. I went to his browser history. Lo and behold, it was all porn everywhere. I was baffled. And the text string between them wasn't just two old friends reminiscing. It was full on sexting. When I confronted him, he immediately went on the defensive and said he had a sex addiction and couldn't help it. But to me, it felt like a cop out. I love him. And we've been trying to have children for months now. But I can't get out of I can't get that out of my head. Hmm. I can't stop thinking about what if this continues? What if we have children and he's doing this? I grew up in a broken home, and I vowed not to bring children into the same atmosphere. Is a marriage like this worth salvaging? Am I foolish to think that he can change, even though he doesn't really see the ramifications of his actions?
0: Mm. Anonymous, this is a really intense letter, and Mm -hmm. we can tell you— that you're going through something really painful right now. Absolutely. Um, and so I think Sam and I and everybody listening, we're just c- collectively sending you our good energy. Absolutely. Um, because I know the magnitude of this heartache right now um, extends outside of yourself, outside of your body and into your home, right. your future, your plan, you know, right. your your bills, um, right. things like that. So we just want to acknowledge that first before we get into it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think for me, I think for me, what's so painful about this letter is just the the sort of multiple levels of lying that mm-hmm, are happening mm-hmm. right It's one thing to be sexting your ex um but it's another thing to to be caught in that and then sort of go on the defensive and not be able to um not be able to apologize mm. for your actions right um and that's what gives me pause in this because it just seems like um the culpability that he has hasn't mm. been acknowledged and has and and so it doesn't make me feel like that the behavior is gonna change right right um
0: us as outsiders anonymous, this there's nothing you've given us that makes us makes it sound like he um took accountability for his actions mm-hmm. um and uh even apologized or comforted you like right. perhaps he did, but like. If that wasn't front and center, that he betrayed your trust, and um, really, you know, like I'm not trying to judge or assume anyone's actions, but if they're sexting, then I, I would fear more, right? Yep. Um, and I, I'm not a huge like conspiracy theorist when it comes to um, adultery or infidelity, but yep. this is your husband, and you're you're trying to have children, and um, mm-hmm. you are not under an agreement you're not you don't have an open relationship and he's behind your back like having sexual conversations with another woman like that's just 100 percent unacceptable if Mm -hmm. that is the parameters you've set on your relationship and it sounds like it is
1: absolutely there is something to say about society encouraging us not to talk about sex Mm -hmm. and sexuality and the things that we are into and that that may be some of what's coming up here too is that maybe there he doesn't feel like he has space to be able to talk about the things that he's into and has found
0: uh, admit that you were sexually vanilla, which right. is all right. Everybody has their preference
1: for sure. And that, you know, he found this outlet with the ex to talk about porn and talk about sex. The issue here is that there was no communication with you about right. this, right? Like right. we don't want to, we don't want to say that people can't have extramarital relationships that are happy and healthy, right? Right. But in this, the fact that he didn't communicate that with you, right. Is just, it's, Unacceptable to be able to to betray you in that way right. is just heartbreaking.
0: Right. And we know that you are trying to have children. You're trying to salvage this or rebuild it. But if he's unable to stay in that conversation, like, so if, so he's saying that he has a sex addiction. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. So what accountability steps has he taken since admitting that to you to right. work on that? Or right. what is your, your two like, what is your accountability accountability plan, right? right. Like, right. moving forward, how are you going to deal with this? Because this type of behavior or this type of addiction, yep. Anonymous, doesn't go away in the shadows. Sure. In fact, it grows and multiplies and becomes even more harmful in the shadows because that's where shame and isolation Absolutely. also grow. Yep. And so um, we're pretty... Uh, We're on team anonymous right now. We're pretty upset with this person who hurt you and betrayed you, but we also understand he must um, be experiencing some pretty extreme unhealthy or toxic toxicity with him himself right now to betray his partner like this. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, and we're really hoping we're we're not saying that this relationship cannot be salvaged, but it's going to take a lot of hard work and um, beyond hard work and accountability excuse me, beyond hard work and communication, it's going to take physical, tangible, accountable acts. Right. Does that make sense? Like this means couple therapy. This means sitting down and having really uncomfortable, open conversations about sex. Are there things that you two could be doing that would make this relationship feel a little bit more authentic? If that doesn't feel authentic to you, Anonymous, you have the right to say no to that. We just feel like it's, a lot of times we need people to say the things that we see but aren't really willing to admit. Right. So I think, Sam, and I just want to say to you, there are a lot of levels of betrayal going on here. That's right. And we want you to see it. Yep. We're not saying you don't, but um, uh, right. this, is, this breaks our heart. We, we hurt for you.
1: It does. And and I think my issue is that it seems like he's not seeing it. Right. right. He's not seeing the levels of betrayal and heartbreak that are going on. And I don't think that, that any relationship— that has had betrayal in it can be salvaged without the person who did something wrong, creating space for the recognition of the hurt that they caused. So, so I, I'm totally on board with accountability, right? A couple's therapy, all of that. But until, until he's able to see you and the pain that you are going through, like I, I'm just, I would be nervous about, whether or not that is actually going to be something that can be saved.
0: Yeah. And like one more thing about the accountability, just in terms of if he truly does have a sex addiction, um, there are resources specifically for that because it is an addiction. So we just want to put that out there Mm -hmm. as well. And, you know, anonymous, I grew up in, uh, in the midst of a divorce. Mm -hmm. I uh, wouldn't call it a broken home by any means, but um, I, you know, my parents had an, unhealthy relationship, which ended when I was a child. And so I don't think that's the end all be all of relationships. Meaning like if this relationship ends and and you happen to have a child with him, like that child is going to be loved regardless Mm -hmm. of what their parents' relationship looks like. But um, what I'm wondering is, can you sit down and imagine a world in which you can heal from this? Mm. Like Mm -hmm. sit down and think, what do I need for me to be able to live without this betrayal in my body. For sure. What work do I need to do? What does he need to do? And then you can decide, only you can decide if that is is A, a something you want. Yep. B, a possibility. And then, if those two things align, see what are the steps that I need to be taken, absolutely, or need to take myself yep. or, or from him. Yep. Because this is whack behavior. It's, it's absolutely unacceptable. Yep. Um, and you don't deserve your relationship to be tarnished like this. Absolutely. Um, but it has been, and so now now it's about accountability and moving forward.
1: For Sure. And in answer to your last question, right? You're not you're not a foolish person. No. You can't no there when you are blindsided by something like this right. there's absolutely no way to be able to react in a right or wrong way right you just are reacting you're feeling and so it's not you're not the one who's foolish right he did something that you weren't expecting and now you're you are doing the work of trying to figure out how you deal with that right. and that you can't expect yourself to know exactly what the right thing to do is right
0: and let me actually um talk about porn for a second, oh, great. ok. Um, because you write in here, anonymous that, like porn and men kind of go hand in hand. And I want to push back on that just a little because for for a greater purpose than mm-hmm. just um pushing back on that. Um, I think that porn is a very interesting industry. I think it's existed for way longer than we all know it has. Um that the act of like watching other people have sex has has existed for for. eons Mm -hmm. Um, and that it's actually more universally consumed by all genders than we assume Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. Um, however it is totally catered towards men and heteronormativity and it is fed off of sexism racism um, you know a ton of uh unhealthy things like we were talking in our last letter about like society's projection on women's bodies and what we have to look like and beauty and things like that. Right. Um but the one thing I want to say uh, other than like the more universal consumption of it is that like I, I think porn helps to falsely educate people about what sex is like.
1: Ooh, right? Yes. Cuz it's
0: so it's so um
1: unrealistic.
0: Yeah, but also <laughs> like um I don't know. It's just yeah, yeah. It's just unrealistic. It just Mm -hmm. doesn't. It is like the textbook of the body, but with like half of the chapters ripped out. You know.
1: Well, it's also like sanitized and sterile. Yeah. It's like dirty for sure, but it's also like you know, no one has like there are no like right exactly. There (laughs) are no like fluids that come out. Right. Everyone is perfectly primed and ready for sex. Weird positions that I don't feel comfortable in. randomly appear on penises right, right. like
0: <laughs> but in real in reality sex is uncomfortable and messy right. and um intimate and 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 more importantly so are conversations about sex mm-hmm. I feel like having the encyclopedia of sex out there for people to click you know one click away in the privacy of their own home and shame like your husband has obviously been watching this in his in this own isolated, like, shame mm-hmm. bubble, Right. it doesn't encourage us to have active conversations with our partners right. about what we want, what our desires are, where our boundaries are. But instead, we get all of our sex education from porn, right? right? And um, I just want to, like, push back on that idea a little, um, that por- porn is can be a really negative toxic thing yep. in people's lives especially when they don't have a healthy relationship with sex porn is right. not the enemy however it, it it brings it adds extra knives to the fight i That's guess right.
1: yep and again it's about it's about continuing to have that conversation and continuing to be in communication with each other about sex which he clearly was not doing yeah and i think again yeah. that is the the issue at the heart of this is that he was not forthright with you and what he was doing who he was talking to what he was watching
0: and and the the hardest thing to say is i I don't think this is the extent of it yeah and if you're trying to build a future with this person anonymous i I think there's more skeletons in the closet absolutely um
1: and it's going to take work for you to dig those skeletons out come to grips with them and then decide what you want to do and so
0: and you can do that work. We believe in you. Absolutely. Um But right now, we're just standing with you, like in, like letting you see all of this. Right. We're, and standing wanna, beside you. For
1: sure. We want to create space, not just for us to help you figure out what's next, but just to put a bubble around you right now to let you feel right this betrayal and how hurt you are because we are feeling it with you right now.
0: Right. Right. Absolutely. Anonymous, anonymous, I know this is incredibly personal and incredibly weighted in your life, but we hope that brings you any solace or comfort or Absolutely. if anything, just um, solidarity.
1: Yeah. And thank you for for trusting us with this vulnerable letter and, and with the pain that you're going through. Yeah.
0: You deserve
1: a whole and
0: honest relationship. Absolutely. We love you. We love you. All right, y'all. Thanks so much for writing in this episode. Woo!
1: <laughs> I feel like we need to take a deep breath before we go into this outro. <laughs>
0: yeah. All right. We're y'all. good. We're
1: all we're we're, we're feeling here.
0: good. We're here. Absolutely. We're queer. <laughs> we're making a podcast. All right, y'all. Every episode, we would like to shout out something we want to send you home with. This is called the Blind Date. This week, we're gonna set you up with.
1: Uh, so, <laughs> my, my favorite artist in the whole world, Robin.
0: Me? Oh, just kidding. <laughs>
1: Sorry, my favorite musical artist Thank in the you. whole world.
0: Thank you. Uh,
1: Robin just dropped a new song um, on the 1st of August called Missing You. Um, and Tell this me is...
0: why you love Robin so much.
1: <laughs> so Robin was just a very transformative artist in my life. I mm-hmm. feel like um, Robin was, uh, came out, her Body Talk, which was the last album that she released on her own, came out 8 or 10 years ago, which was right around the time that I was first like coming to terms with what it meant to have a gay identity mm. and not just be like, oh, I'm into boys, but like, like, oh, I am a I am a gay man functioning in a world that is heteronormative, mm-hmm. right? And being able to find community with other queer people. And Robin was just such a big part of that because it was it was coming out um at that time. It was playing in all the bars that I was going to. It was playing at the dance parties that mm-hmm. my friends and I were having. Um
0: you felt seen by her.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And it's just you know, listening to Robin's lyrics, um, it's this amazing like pop music, right? It's danceable. But the lyrics themselves are just so full of of things that are that are wonderful and profound, like longing, like heartbreak, um, like insecurities, like what it means to be a badass. And it's just um, I think she just sends such wonderful, positive energy mm-hmm. into the world Um but also was very real. And I just really, I'm just was so excited to see. This is the (laughs)
0: most genuine blind date Sam has given y'all yet. So you gotta go listen. I
1: just love Robin. Um, And so this new song came out and it was just like, it was just immediately I was back there eight to 10 years ago and like, just felt like, Oh, this is what it's like to hear new music from this woman that I love, In a, and the lyrics of the song are sad, but it's so dancey. That's really cute. (laughs) So yes, check out Robin, check out all of her work. I love all of it. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. That's Great. really cute.
1: Thank you. Thank you for letting me <laughs> go on my rants about Robin. So uh, we you can like us on Facebook and you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Just Break Up Pod.
0: You can also slide into our DMs, send us your favorite relationship meme. But most importantly, you can submit your questions about all matters of the heart at JustBreakUpPod.com.
1: Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and to please leave us a five-star rating and and a review
0: mm-hmm. and we're we going to call out some people to thank for today. Awesome. We want to say thanks to D Burke one, one six to Rachel 41 one or four L <laughs> to Anna May, smiley face to T M M No, to T M McKay and to Chet mix, Chet mix <laughs> with a T. Love it. Yeah. Uh, thank you all so much for, um, giving us a five-star rating and review.
1: Awesome. It helps us keep the lights on and it helps us reach more heartbroken souls who need two random strangers, giving them relationship (laughs) advice.
0: Original music recording, editing and producing by our friend Big Cats. Make sure to check out his podcast, the What If Podcast. And remember, every day we're told to be somebody that we aren't. Every day we're told that our bodies are too big or too loud or too bumpy or too messy. Every day we're told that how we love is too big or too loud or too bumpy or too messy. Every day we're told to fit into a box that society subscribes to us. And the reality is life will come, become instantly happier. Once you realize that that box doesn't exist, that that box is a made up construct in your head and that you are actually free to be whoever and however you want. That your love, your body, your sex can look exactly how you want it to be. There's no one who can name or title you. There's nothing that can contain you. You are worthy of a healthy, wonderful, honest love with other people, but most importantly, with yourself. And if all else fails,
1: Just Break Up.